Nikki, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder, is your finger broken? Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. I'm Nikki Levy. And I'm Abby Posner. And this is Don't Tell My Mother. Don't Tell My Mother, you probably know, is where your favorite actors, comedians, performers tell a true story they wouldn't want their moms to know. And then they tell it to hundreds of people in the audience. The cool thing, guys, about this season is that we are beaming you stories from our live shows in Los Angeles. And I'm just so happy because I get to co-host this podcast this season with the best band leader on the planet, Abby Posner. Hi, Abs. <gasps> Hi, everybody. I'm just so happy to be here. This is a, th- a thrilling honor. It's not just an honor. It's a thrilling honor. It's, I the feel thrilling. very happy. Yeah. Abby. Oh, I appreciate I've, I've had like a bumpy, a bumpy start to the year, and this is bringing me a lot of sunshine and smiles, so I feel very good being here. Thank you, Nikki, for having me. You know, we were always telling you before, I have been doing this podcast 38 episodes alone in my closet. So it is just so now I'm alone in my closet, but you are also you're not in your closet. But now, now I'm with you. Next time we'll be together in real life. We'll, I'll go to your house. Yes. Yes. Let's do that. And now you know how it feels to be a music producer because we just work alone all day and we don't talk to anyone. We And then at the end of the day, I, I think to myself, have I said a word to anyone? <laughs> so welcome to my life. You are extroverted, so and you don't. Seem I'm to a mind mix. That. I'm I'm a I'm a switch. I'm a switch. You are a switch. I, yeah, a switch. I could I could be introvert In extrovert. Yeah, it, I I don't. Well, we'll get there another episode. But I am a switch, either <laughs> introverted or extroverted. I could go either way. <laughs> I'm an extrovert and an, yeah. an introvert. I'm a switch. I mean, in in bed, I'm a switch. My wife doesn't like Scarlet hates labels. But I feel like I grew up having to say if I was a top or bottom. I actually think I'm a bottom. I think I. I you think grew I, up having to say that. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> what does that I mean? mean? <laughs> it was more like when I came out in college and I came out with two gay men. There was so much talk of tops and bottoms that I that became part of my vocabulary. But then Scarlett, who didn't come out with gay men at all, like at all, she didn't come out with lesbians either. She just came out like alone. <laughs> Poor Scarlett. Wouldn't that she be so funny in those labels? if like in order to become a woman, like, you know, you get you get bat mitzvah, you get bar mitzvah that <laughs> you're like, listen, there are tops and bottoms in this world. You've got to choose which one you are. And then you go and into the world the knowing that you're a top or a bottom. And that's how you become an adult. But don't you think that would um, don't you think that would be just another layer of dichotomy that we'd be putting on our womanhoods it would be a level of dichotomy oh, oh shit oh shit dyke drop Wait, can i just ask you and we can edit this out but <laughs> i i no let me just be honest i identify yeah. as a bottom i don't know if i've told you that but i top from the bottom oh i love that that's so poetic for a, a bottom to say that um <laughs> such a classic <laughs> bottom i am very much a top um and then sometimes i'm tired you know <laughs> like that's 
You're That's tired. It. So then you maybe top from Oh no, you so then you almost bottom from the top. You're like I I pretty much bottom back from, and forth. Yeah. I bottom out. I bottom out. Yeah. And then I'll yeah, I mean, I like to top because I, I, I do like that that kind of like more masculine, like in charge vibe. And then sometimes I'm just like, oh, God, mm. I'm going to just be it's a pillow prince- princess right now. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's it's very tiring. Being a top. Yeah. Well, being a person. Yes. We, we got to get into today's show. So, you know, so you all know, you know, this is where fabulous people tell true stories. But the cool thing is we are going to bring L.A. to to you guys. We're going to beam in stories from our, our live shows here in um, at Dynasty Typewriter, which is an awesome venue here in Los Angeles. And today we have someone so cool. Oh, my God. She's wonderful. She's uh, one of my favorite comedians. And I discovered her because she performs with Margaret Cho. She opened for Margaret Cho here in Los Angeles. Wow, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, she's she is killing it. She's a, a trans woman. She is one of the only touring comics um, that's openly out as a trans woman. So she's breaking barriers left and right. I love her so much. Um, by the way, I have to tell you, you know, on stage, I ask people, I, I ask performers, like, who would your mom be if she was a TV mom? And uh, this woman said her mom would be Claire Huxtable. And I think my mother would be Roseanne meets Fran Drescher. Oh, God, I love. Wow. That is really with a, with lot, a lot of problems. Unpack. A hmm. lot. Who would your mother? Who would your mother be? <laughs> oh, hands down. She would be Diane Keaton. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's like. No, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. 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 So we have a, a Claire Huxtable, a Fran Drescher, and a Diane Keaton. That's absolutely a lifetime movie. Um, we have the <laughs> yes. amazing Pink Fox. Pink Fox, bitches. Pink Fox is telling a story of the time that she was a child and wanted something so, so badly. Just don't. Just don't. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Give it up for the band, please. There's an upright bass. That's very lesbian. I like that. I love that. That's, they were like, queer show. I didn't expect that. That was like, yeah, I get it. Nikki, I love you. Yeah, my mom wasn't that embarrassing. Um, <laughs> my mom wasn't that embarrassing. My father was the embarrassing one. Uh, my dad was a gangster in the 80s. That's right. I'm an only child, people. How about that? That's right, yes. If you didn't think I could get you whacked before, now you'd fucking know. <laughs> I didn't know if I'm supposed to curse or not on this show. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you guys a story about uh, just me uh, growing up. And uh, I think you'll like the story. I hope you like the story. I'm going to stand up. So if it's not funny, uh, I'll kill myself. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. All right, so when I was a kid, uh, you know, I have a very... Um, I don't know if this is the case for a lot of trans people, but um, as my mother carried me, she carried very small, right? And I don't know if there's anything going on internally. I'm not sure. But for me, I mean, but uh, up until the moment I was born, they thought, girl, and they were right in the long run. (laughs) So as I was being born, I had this long hair, pretty, pretty hair, and the doctor goes, oh, she's so beautiful. She has so much hair. She's gorgeous. She has a penis. <laughs> and then, you know, that's when it all started for me. <laughs> so yeah, I was a pretty feminine kid, um, super feminine. 
And even in the stroller, they never knew. People didn't know. She used to put me in little sporting outfits, and people would be like, oh, my God, she's so pretty. And my mom would be like, that's my son. And she was the one that was wrong, which is interesting. <laughs> Perfect strangers knew me way better than my mother. So, uh, you know, being young, I was growing up, and, and, you know, just being effeminate was different for me, right? Because a lot of trans women are um, attracted to men, right? It's like a thing that you know, especially when you're gay and you're a kid. You know, like, oh, there's like, something going on with my attraction, right? But I'm a lesbian. <coughs> Gold star, mind you. That's right. I'm, I'm good at what I do. So I didn't have that. I liked girls. But before I liked girls, I just I felt as them. You know, I never like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't understand gender. You know, you just know how you feel. And when you feel like you belong to a certain group of people or a certain group or whatever, you just go with it, right? I seen a story recently about a, a duckling, <laughs> a duck mom that raised an alligator baby. And now the alligators cuddle with the ducks. How about that, right? Even in nature, this is like the thing. So, you know, I felt like there's the little alligator and with the little ducks, you know. So I, uh, I'm, I'm identifying with the young ladies. One day, uh, my girlfriends go, well, I like this boy and I want to be a part of the group. So I say, oh, I like the boy too. And they say, um, well, well, I'm going to go, you know, let, let's talk to him. And I say, I'm going to tell him I like him, right? Because I'm fresh. And... <laughs> for those who know, <laughs> for those who don't know what fresh means, it means I'm hot in my ass. It, as I thought, you know, but I don't like boys. But I just wanted to be a part of the group, right? So I go to the little boy. I say, "I like you. Will you be my boyfriend?" And he goes, "Ew, you're a boy. Get away from me!" Right? It was crazy because up until that moment, no one said that to me. Like nobody told me. I didn't know, right? And when you're a kid, we're talking like kindergarten. You know, I wasn't using the bathroom at school. I didn't go with the group or the fucking, no. It's like, it's individual situations. You're a small child. Anyway, I get home, I tell my grandparents. I say, oh my God, I told this boy I like him, and he told me I'm a boy. Tell me that's not true. They go, no, you are, you're a little boy. And I was like, I was devastated, right? Because it's, it's like, you see the two groups of kids. You see one group of kids, they're playing football, they're roughing each other up, they're playing basketball, stereotypical boy shit, and then you see another group, and they're the little girls, and they're jumping rope, and they're all pretty, and you go with the pretty group, right? Because I'm narcissistic. I said, I'm obviously gorgeous. I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> this is the group I belong to. They look like hell. I'm going over here. <laughs> his shirt is dirty, nobody cares about his sneaker choice, his haircut's fucked up. I'm going over here. <laughs> Braids and barrettes, this is where I belong. I came out to my grandmother when I got home uh, that, you know, that's when she told me, right? And I was probably about five years old. And uh, my grandmother, it's been whispers that my grandmother on my mother's side was bisexual, like before she got married, right? And even during, but who knows, it was a different time. All right, I get it. She's passed on now, so I'd rather not speculate the dead, but if my, my opinion counts, I think, she was bisexual. That's, she was too calm, you know what I mean? Like when I said like, hey, I think I, I'm a girl. And she was like, oh, well, here's what everyone else sees, but do you feel that way? And I was like, yeah. So, uh, you know, my toys, my toys didn't match. My, my parents, they copped out with toys. And my mom uh, bought me a lot of musical instruments. You know what I mean? Because that's not gendered, you know. <laughs> you give a kid a piano, you know what I mean? 
Worst case scenario, you got Liberace on your hands. Right? <laughs> Elton John or some shit, you know what I mean? But I was no tiny dancer. I'm still a musician to this day. That's right, classically trained pianist. Thank you. I play the guitar, I do all this stuff. Started on bass, I don't play upright, but I'll work on it. I didn't know it was included in the membership of lesbianism, but I'll do it. No, but I, I used to see the, uh, the toys that I wanted on TV, and I never got the toy that I really wanted. I wanted baby dolls, and I wanted Barbie. Because Barbie, to me, was the ultimate sign of femininity, right? And no, of course, you people say, just because you wanted Barbie doesn't mean you're transgender. Of course not. But the other toys fucking sucked, okay? <laughs> I didn't want G.I. Joe. He was a fucking death machine. He was off to get killed. That's bullshit. Everything, I, like, it, everything was trash. NASCAR drivers, they die on the track. You understand? They decapitate motherfuckers a rap. <laughs> I wanted Barbie because she was pretty. And when I was a child of the 90s, I had no idea about, like, the patriarchy. I didn't know shit about patriarchy. All I saw as a small child, small, delicate, feminine child was Barbie. She's a lawyer. She's a doctor. She can do anything. And then I seen these fucking really dry-ass boy toys, and it was, it sucked. I didn't want that shit. Anyway, I digress. So we'd go to the toy section, right? My favorite color is pink, hence my name, Pink Fox. My favorite color's been pink my whole life. When I was a little kid, small, adults used to say, what's your favorite color? And I'd say, my favorite color is pink. And when I get older, I'm gonna buy you a pink car and a pink house and pretty pink dresses. And nobody knew that I was fucking transgender. You understand? I would have asked me a question or two, but fuck it, it was the 90s. <laughs> I look back on that. I came out to my mom as an adult again, you know, for the 17th time, because trans people have to do that, because people always hit you with the, are you sure? You're like, fuck, yeah. You didn't see the signs, you know? I'm not mad, I'm just upset. <laughs> I'm just disappointed, is what they was. No, I'm just kidding. So, you know, you go in these toy aisles, and if you look at the toy aisles of the 90s especially, you remember, like, the girl aisle was pink. There was baby dolls, there was Barbie, there was barrettes, there was little tiaras and shit, there was Barbie cars. The whole goddamn aisle is pink. What's on the boy aisle? Guns and shit. It's murderers. We're raising murderers, people. And then we get mad later. This is the gun section. Have you been? It's an arsenal in there. So it didn't, you know, it didn't resonate with me. I wanted the pink side, so I went to the pink side and I gravitated. And then finally I realized after the third time I was told, you can't have this, I got a scam. This is what I have to do. Now I have to pull a move on you. <laughs> so I told my mom, I want the Cabbage Patch Kid. And she goes, but that's for little girls. And I said, well, so my father was in prison like when I was a kid, right? My dad went to jail in 94. I was four years old. He got out when I was 10, right? My dad's a mob guy. Forget about it. Anyway, <laughs> so I said, and he was absent, obviously, because he was in prison. He wasn't a good guy, he was a bad guy, all around. So I told my mother, I said, I just want to be a good daddy. <laughs> and to her, that made sense. <laughs> and I got the Cabbage Patch Kit, <laughs> all right? But that was the, that was the, that was like, you know, that was my consolation prize, right? because I wanted Barbie, you understand? Still working on that. No, I was still working on it as a kid. I could buy whatever I want now. You see my watch? I'm balling. Uh, 
No, but seriously, I still haven't had a Barbie. But I so okay. Fast forward. I'm at home. I'm watching TV as a kid. This must be '96 or '97. And one of the things that we talk about now is representation, right? That's what we're 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 going for. It's more representation. I'm a comedian in Hollywood. I think I'm like either the first or second black transgender comedian in Hollywood. Who the fuck knows who's counting me? And. <laughs> And I, I'm very, like, I'm, I'm proud of what I do, but also you hear the straights and they're like, you're forcing it on us. And you're like, we're not. We just know that there are children out there like us and they would probably like to see what the fuck we look like on TV too. Thank you. So the first trans person I ever saw on TV, her name is Lena Bradford. She was gorgeous. She was, oh my God, I was watching this movie, it's called Woo with Tommy Davison. So this movie, you know, so, so you've seen, uh, you seen Lena Bradford, and she's like, she's supposed to be this, uh, this, this tarot person, right? And she's, her name was Celestial. And she wore this, like, couture, like, it was a brown paper bag, like the kind you get from Trader Joe's, but they made it into a dress, and the bitch was bad. You understand? It was everything I wanted. Like, oh, my God, it was fucking everything. And this is, like, kind of what, st like, that really stirred up the Barbie shit for me. Because I was like, oh, look at this fashion. I really wanted it. And to me, Lena was my Barbie. I'm going to wrap this story up. Fast forward, I wrote for a show on Hair TV called Slay Model Search. And the two people hosting, one of them was Reese Wunzer, who's a good friend of mine, I call her my cousin, and Lena Bradford. <laughs> First trans woman I ever saw on TV who really made me feel a kinship. When I met her, I hugged her so deeply. And I said, Miss Bradford, you were the first trans woman I ever seen on TV, and I love you so much. And she hugged me, and she says, oh, sweet little cherub. And it melted my heart. And to this day, I can text this woman. And uh, yeah, she's fucking amazing. Uh, she's fucking amazing. And I, I love her, and you know, fucking give it up for Lena Bradford, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, I got to wrap it up because I'm getting the light. I got the light like two minutes ago. I'm so sorry, Nikki. I'm long-winded. <laughs> all right? Oh, let me say this one last thing. Fuck Max Steel, all right? The toy. Anybody heard of this toy? <laughs> it's a fucking super hit. No, he's like, a, he's, like a, he's like a secret agent, all right? He's a cop out to Barbie, you understand? <laughs> he's not Ken. He's supposed to be like 007 or some shit like this. He was the only one, though, that you could take his clothes off. He'd get full, you know, and you, he had like a, like, a, like a fucking surfboard and a car and shit. That was my other consolation. I was like, you can't have Barbie, but you can have Max Steele. I said, fuck, fucking hate Max Steele to this day. I seen they were coming out with a movie and shit, and I want to boycott, because fuck Max Steele. Anyway, <laughs> I've been Pink Fox. Follow me on Instagram, Comedian Pink Fox. Thank you so much, everybody. Give it up for Pink Fox! All right, now get the fuck over here. So look, 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 look. Pink, Pink told me this story over, uh, over Thai tea where uh, I got a ticket. <laughs> I got a, such a ticket. I hate getting tickets. And I said, so you got Barbie, right? You, you got, eventually you got Barbie. Is it? And she said, no, I never got Barbie. Never got Barbie. Which is so sad. Yeah. Anyway, Pink, this is a little gift. It is a pink, ex it literally it's called Barbie Extra and you are extra and you deserve extra Barbie and she's all in pink. So Abby, at the end of that, at the end of her story, I gave her a Barbie doll. I went to right. Target the night before and I found a pink Barbie doll. And it just, <sighs> like there's something about like childhood I mean, maybe I'm speaking for myself, but I don't think so because she cried on stage. There's something about like 
I don't know. Sometimes even though I'm 40 year old woman, plus a couple of years, there is something where I still feel like I'm six years old and the shit I did not get or the shit that happened to me at six or eight years old, it, it still it stays so with me, even though that was 35 years ago. Mm. And so to see her on stage getting a Barbie doll that she never got like it. Mm. I don't know. That, that I, I cried me. on stage. That's beautiful. I did cry on stage. Yeah, that is a beautiful way of putting it, though. It really, it is like the thing that you were missing or that you always wish that you had, whether it's internal or or some a doll. It that is just a beautiful thing that you were able to give her that Barbie. Do you do you ever so feel sweet. like you're still like six or eight? Oh, do you yeah. feel like you're stuck my, sometimes? Okay. I when I go back to my like, if I'm in a shame spiral, the the. Oh. The little kid that I see is is the nine-year-old me that is the complete outcast that just is trying to figure out how to fit in in the world. Like that literally nine-year-old Abby was like, oh shit, I'm gay. Something's different about me. All I need to do now is survive and figure out how to survive socially. Did you, I relate to that. Did you... What did you do to, what did you do? Like, I, I tried to act cool. I tried to say things I thought were going to be cool. I actually, I actually would be very sexual, even as a little kid, because it was, it was sort of mm. like um, shocking. And I guess I thought that shock value made me cool, even though it mm. actually made people think I was really weird and made teachers I think I was almost inappropriate. <laughs> you I know, get to that. have like a 10 year old talking about a blowjob. Like, for real, I got mm. in trouble for that. I like was pretty what, sexual. What, yeah. yeah. I did some really? I did some experimenting in my in my neighbor's tree house. Um and uh <laughs> No, definitely. I got I like made out with boys when I was like 9 or 10. Um and I think yeah, definitely had like my share of being like more of a sexual younger person. And I don't know if that was just to like get attention or because I was exploring, you know, because I think that yep. that's a part. Yep. I think that like when people are like, oh, my God, you did that when you're nine. It's like, yeah, dude, like kids like are figuring shit out that, you know, like we're exploring. Absolutely. And like you're allowed to play to play doctor. I think that's that's oh, very yeah. normal. I don't think anyone should shame someone for that. No way. No way. Um, yeah, I mean, what I did was I just learned how to, um, f like, socialize and fit in. And I, I kind of studied, I think in my mind, I was, like, researching people, like, studying, oh, so I, so I could really get along with all kinds of people. And I, and I feel like I do. And, and watching to see what worked in conversations. Like, how do yeah. I be, how do I be in conversation to, like, make, is it to make someone like you? Or is it to seem, quote, unquote, normal? I think part of it was uh, early on was to like be likable um, and because I liked being the center of attention. But then it was also Me this too. kind of like I said, like this survival technique of of just being like, OK, I can go into a bar like I toured through Alabama at uh, a very kind of conservative, lots of straight dudes, straight white dudes. Um, and like, yep. how do I fit in in that scenario? It's kind of like a game to me. Like, how do I get these like intense, intensely opposite people to like me? And looking at you, like you read as, well, you said Ring of Keys at some point, mm -hmm. but like you read as a butch lesbian. So I imagine if you're going to the Deep South, touring in the Deep South, 
is it like I imagine you must have to find a way and this is probably something you honed as a kid how to disarm people right from maybe yes. thinking you're yes. weird or odd or yes different great, and in a bad way that is a great way of putting it is like uh, it's like it's okay the dyke won't bite you know um oh shit the dyke won't yeah. bite yeah dude that's I, good it, I haven't even really thought about that until now, but it is kind of almost like, it's all right. I'm fine. We're good. I, we can like bro out, talk about girls, you know, like, yeah, totally. The dyke, the dyke won't bite. And but that's so funny because she does. Sometimes she bites. <laughs> when she's, when she's not too tired. But that's so funny because I, and I'm for me, for men, it's like, it's kind of the opposite. I don't want to bro out with any of them. I want to like not really talk to them because they scare me and I can get along with almost any woman. I can be as feminine mm-hmm. or not yes. feminine or whatever, yes. but like yes, you can. men, I'm like, I don't I don't understand you. I yes. I'm not right. pretty enough for you to want to fuck me and I'm not like down enough for you to think I'm like one of the boys. So like I don't know where I fit in. So I'm just gonna like excuse myself. Like you just I don't understand you and you make me nervous. And that's where I just yeah. I mean, away. they make me nervous too, and I think more lately, uh, men make me I think more nervous, and I don't know. I think I'm just becoming more comfortable with um, spending more time with women or my gay male friends and trans people. I think I've just get, kind of gotten in that group. Men, if you're listening, you still have value. <laughs> You still have value, and there are so many great ones. I actually, the funny thing is, I'll just say this, and then we're going to wrap this podcast up for next week. But I will say, as I've gotten older, men scare me less because I've met more of them that are really kind. And I credit a boss, my old boss at NBC, for actually disarming me from men. That's that was a huge, huge like achievement. Achievement unlocked. I'll tell you who disarmed me from men, and that's my basset hound Murphy, and and he ne- he needs to, he needs to go out. So I'm gonna let him out now. You you let him out. All right, y'all follow Pink at comedian Pink Fox. That's comedian Pink F O X X. We have new episodes every Tuesday. Check in, hear me and Abby talk. You know, therapy, lesbians, Judaism, crying. Mm. biting all of the stuff subscribe to all don't my tell my mother wherever things. you are all my favorite things and boba subscribe to don't tell my mother wherever you get your podcast follow us and please please drop us a dm at don't tell my mother on instagram follow me uh nikki at nikki levy abby you can follow me at abby posner music and remember if it's, if not, it's one thing, not one thing it's, it's your, your mother, mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.